Hello, you're very welcome to this, the latest edition of the Insights from Entrepreneurs podcast series with KPMG Private Enterprise. I'm Jack Horgan Jones, and today I'm joined by John Flavin, who is the CEO of Flavin's Foods, which can trace its roots back to the 1700s, but is today best known as a food export success story, rolling out its produce to more than 20 markets globally. Over the course of this podcast, we're going to talk about international expansion, supply chains, family dynamics, and even doing business in South Korea. But first, John, you might talk us through the roots of the company. Well, uh, from a family point of view, we trace it back to the late 1700s. Uh, so it goes back to my great, great, great grandfather. Uh, I'd reckon I'm the sixth generation. And my uh, son and daughter who are involved in it at the moment now would be the seventh generation of the family. And, and and when it started up, and I think it was the late 1700s, was yeah, it, what kind of been. what was the original business that went on there? Oh, it would have been a corn mill. uh, uh and it would have been very small because it was based on the River Mahan in County Waterford. And you have a small river. But that is actually, it's, it's great because you get free power out of it because the, the, the energy is there. But on the other hand, is it that limits you. Is that, is that something that still happens just before we get into how, how it might limit you? Do you still get free, free power from the, from the river? Yeah. No, we still have, we, the... Uh, there was a water turbine put in there in 1935 and uh, even though we changed the electrics on it, the turbine itself is still running away and um, still generating electricity. Now it's only a small fraction of what we need, um, but we do uh, actually other things as well from a sustainable point of view because we have a wind turbine, solar panels and we use byproduct to fuel our boiler. So we're uh, we're a, a very uh, eco-friendly company as well as everything else. If memory serves, you were um, one of the founding members of, of Origin Green. Is that correct? We would be one Talk of the... Talk me through that. Uh, that's uh, a Borbia initiative. And uh, I suppose it's basically to uh, get across the message that uh, how green that Ireland is as a food producer. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, I suppose it was rolled out initially with the to the export mar- uh, export markets and uh, it's rolled out abroad and more recently it's been used uh, as a, from a marketing point of view uh, in, in the Irish market as well. And is that something that's kind of quite close to your heart as well, you know, being as, as carbon neutral as possible? Oh yeah, uh, like um, I just did a, a, a thought up there recently of in uh, last year, I think uh, almost seventy percent of the energy we produ- that we was used on the site was actually self was actually generated by ourselves. Right. So uh, for uh, quite a, an energy hungry business, that was uh, quite an achievement. Yeah, and obviously the operation has changed somewhat in the since the seventeen hundreds. Talk me through what kind of footprint you have down there and, and, and what the site is like these days. Uh, Indeed, well, what other sites you might have as well? Oh, no, we just did one. Just the one, okay. We just one. Uh, so we have the, uh, well, I suppose the three main parts to it. We have the, uh, the, the basic mill, then we have a, a lot of storage area because we take the grain in at harvest time, look after it ourselves uh, for the rest of the year. And um, then we have... And then we have a, a bake good goods um, section as well, where we do our granolas and our flapjacks. So we've uh, sort of sort of three particular areas. Uh, 
there that are there um and they, they would have grown i suppose out of what would have been a very small mill going back into the into the early part of the last century mm-hmm. and i presume that you're you're well embedded in the community down there talk me through um a little bit about the kind of the growers network and the people that that, that feed into the plant itself uh, from a from the growers' point of view, we deal with a lot of uh, we deal with farmers from about uh, about um, sixty mile or hundred kilometer radius of the mill. Um, there, um, some of them again will be growing because farms stay in the same families mm. uh, uh, for hundreds of years. Uh, we've been dealing with. Similar people for uh, the same, those same self same farmers for many many years as well. Um, so the oats we get that locally, uh, and uh, take it in at harvest time and then mill it, mill it as we mill it as we need it during the year. We've and from uh, an employee point of view as well, uh, we've got a number of we've as uh, one chap retired there a couple of years ago now had. Uh, Fifty-year service with us, and you retired at sixty-five. Mm, so it is very much a kind of so, broader family uh, outside of just you know the the direct Flavin's line. Yeah, which is something that we'll get into into later as well. But one thing that I find interesting as well about uh, Flavin's business is you know it's very much from Ireland and from Waterford to the world. How many how many markets are you exporting into now these days? Uh, we're in about twenty markets at the moment. Now uh, we will have our. Uh, more targeted markets, which sort of our main markets, it will be um, Ireland, uh, UK, uh, US, and uh, laterally, uh, uh, Korea would probably be our next, uh, South Korea would be probably our South next Korea. market, and uh, at the um, down to the Gulf states, down to the Emirates would be another. I think uh, people people area. won't be surprised to hear UK, US, but when people hear South Korea, I mean, how did, how did you end up um, exporting South Korea, and, and and what was the thought process underpinning that? Uh, well, uh, I suppose there's been uh, there's a, a bit of uh, a lot of hard work and a bit of luck at the same time. But we came across we've been dealing with a very uh, very capable agent over there. Um, a lady called Ginny Choi, and she's uh, a real go-getter, and uh, uh, she's getting us into places like Hyundai supermarkets. So wow. as well, the, the same family that make the cars uh, mm. also have supermarkets over there. And and is there is there a taste on the on the South Korean palate for Irish oats now? Uh, they would be, uh, I suppose. The thing about uh, Korea is it would be more very much more into the savoury than they would be into their uh, you know a lot of people in this part of the world would be putting sugar or honey or uh, fruit on their porridge but uh, we had uh, she was telling there us there a while ago about how she was be- been in some uh, a really high end school there sort of the, would they eat sort of like an eating of uh, South Korea mm. And they were having their porridge, uh, the porridge oats uh, with uh, chicken, garlic, and ginseng. Wow! So, <laughs> so it's almost it, like, so it's almost like a kind of carbohydrate. Oh yeah. In a, in a main meal, it's like instead of noodles or rice or something like that, is it? And um, I think a lot of it arose out of a thing with the 
Korean uh, government where they were looking oh, yeah? to increase the fiber level in the in the diets and I think it's so oats would have more fiber than than the usual carbohydrate yeah, that they'd have with well, I suppose the main carbohydrate over there would be rice mm. so um I think can't remember the exact figure I think but I think we're even twice as high as the fiber level you get out of even brown rice mm. I still wouldn't put great money on uh, Irish uh, consumers of Flavin's oats having them with ginseng and chicken anytime <laughs> soon though um, never know <laughs> you, ne- you never know rule nothing out I suppose we do live in interesting culinary times um, talk me through a little bit about the, the kind of research and the importance of knowing a market before expanding into it for you guys yeah, well, I suppose we'd have done a lot of research now before we went into the, uh, I suppose our first market would have been the UK market. Um, and uh, we would have done uh, uh, between generally focus groups we would be dealing with. And uh, we did, so we would have done that on both the product and on the packaging. So the packaging is very important as well. Uh, in the same way, we've done uh, a lot of uh, research and, again, generally focus groups in the U.S. market. And uh, we've actually changed quite significantly our uh, our offering in the U.S. market insofar mm. as that we've uh, completely redone the packaging there recently. A lot of, a lot of Irish foodstuffs sell at that kind of premium level, um, the kind of high-end branded goods in the U.S. market. Is that the case for Flavins as well? Uh, well, if you don't sell at a high price uh, over there, there's no point in going over there right, because yeah. it's a very expensive supply chain mm. when you're dealing in the States. Like uh, when we're going to, um, say, the UK market, we're going direct into the supermarkets. We're going in, in well, in some of them, we're going direct into the RDC and other ones uh, through just a, a haulier. Uh, but in the US... Um, if you're, we were calculating out there a while ago, that if you're selling a product for, say, a dollar, X your factory, uh, you have to be about three fifty. Mm. You'll have to be selling it for three fifty uh, to, uh, to, 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 to for it to clean its face, kind of. Yeah, to to to, to make anything out of it, because there's you have, uh, you have your cost of getting it over there then you have your importer and they're taking maybe 20-25% and the distributor sells it to an imp- uh, sorry your importer sells it to a distributor they're mm. getting their margin on it and then the supermarket will still want their uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of cake to divvy out I suppose, and there might be a broker or someone in between so it yeah. might be another maybe taking 5 or 10% I'd say I'd say it's more complicated than, than the UK market than oh very the, much more complicated which has been I, I suppose if uh, we were discussing beforehand you know it's been a kind of mainstay of your export market the, the it would be our biggest it is our biggest export market but we're uh, we're still trying to grow all the other ones as well. Mm. We often hear uh, from on high suggestions that you know Irish companies should focus on diversifying. An Irish company who who exports heavily to the UK should focus on diversifying away from that market. Is it is it always uh, as easier? Or perhaps is it a case that it's easier said than done? Well, I suppose uh, for we're coming from is we're coming from uh, branded product. And brand and to build a brand just takes so many years. Uh, like we're in the UK market since, or in the GB market since uh, early 2000s. So we're um, 
15, 18 years going into that market and trying to build it. And mm. you build it uh, a step at a time. Um, and we've got to where we are, you know, after a lot of hard slog and uh, a lot of energy. And it's, it's a good market for us now. So not one where uh, want to throw away lightly. Yeah, not one that's easy to replicate. And you can't replicate that, uh, you know. A brand brands just take an awful lot of time to develop. Mm. Um, one other interesting thing that Flavins has been doing is, is expanding beyond the the traditional porridge oat. I think you said that you know in the mid nineties would be ninety five percent of what you sold was was porridge oats, but now it's a much it's a much broader uh, product uh, suite, I suppose, isn't it? Uh, it would be. I suppose we would have done um, if we look at uh, the development of our product portfolio. Uh, we went into the say the like of the quick oats, so uh, sachets, pots, drums. Uh, so that's the kind of very, the very much in, end, the, in yeah. the convenient route. Mm. Um, so that's that was one area we went into. The next area we would have gone into would have been the organic route, mm. and the organic is actually quite a high proportion of our total sales. Uh, of our porridge also it's, and, and that's very good for us as well and as I was saying earlier we're also the number one we were number one brand in organic oats in Ireland we're number one brand in organic oats in the UK as well mm-hmm. so that, that would have been the next area the other where we would have come on then after that would have been the muesli so we have the largest selling single uh, skew of uh, uh, muesli in the country, the, the Flavins High Muesli. Mm-hmm. And uh, from muesli, we've developed on into uh, granolas. Uh, so we have granolas and we also brought out uh, flapjacks, which are our, our, our biscuit range. Mm. Uh, both of them are, are going very well. And uh, when we went into the market, first of all, we, we actually started, uh, we outsourced those products. Uh, but now, um, we ended up uh, um, putting in our own plant for doing that, and uh, which went in uh, two and a half years ago. And now we're uh, producing all our own granolas and flapjacks uh, ourselves. So it's a, it's a case of diversifying, I suppose, not just the uh, not just the markets, but also what you're selling into those markets. All the pro- product product will have changed quite considerably now, and the whole. Uh, the porridge are still our mainstay, but and we're that's we we guard that with our lives. But mm. we've also got the other ones, all the other areas, product areas as well. Talk to me about the importance of getting outside perspectives, perspectives from outside the family, when you're running a family business. Well, I suppose I've encouraged all my own family to go out and. Um, uh, uh, see see the world, and you don't want somebody coming back and uh, um, not having had a, a proper perspective of uh, what the world was like, and the only thing they know is how we would have done it. But the way we w- would have done it, it might, might be the best way, but there might be some. Other ways There's always ways to improve it, and that, that's true. I think uh, two two your children, uh, James and Annie, both both work with you, but they've come back to the company to the family business, having worked elsewhere. Yeah, um, Annie did. Uh, and I suppose we're talking about our uh, friends in KPMG, and she actually did her time in KPMG, uh, qualified as an accountant. And then, as uh, youngsters do nowadays, went off to the world tour. 
uh, off through Russia and down through Southeast Asia, ended up in Australia. And uh, she worked for five years with a company called, a telecommunications company called Telstra as an accountant and uh, risk analyst over there. Mm. And now she's working, is she, she's, she's the CFO, correct? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she's back in the business and uh, she's a uh, good experience. Uh, she's actually after uh, three children now, so there's another generation on the way. Generation number eight. <laughs> generation eight. Fresh blood. Uh, and, and, and James, your son. Uh, uh, James then uh, did uh, uh, civil engineering, uh, and then he went into finance, so he did a, a master's in quantitative finance uh, in Smurfit. And from there into banking over in London and Edinburgh. And now he's working with us uh, and uh, getting at export markets. Hmm. Um, just before we finish up, uh, I'd like to ask you for a few words of advice, maybe for uh, other family businesses, maybe who wouldn't be as well known or certainly um, as old as the Flavins brand. Um, talk me through uh, some important pointers that you think they should keep in mind. Well, I'd say that is one of the main things, I, I, main pieces of advice I would give would be to uh, family members to go out, get experience elsewhere than, um, uh, than uh, rather on the, rather than doing it, uh, uh, finding it all out in-house, uh, I'd say go out, go outside, see the world, get experience. John Flavin. Thank you very much for joining me today and for sharing your story. For more information on KPMG Private Enterprise, visit kpmg.ie. And thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm.